0: Deuteronomy chapter 6 this morning, Deuteronomy chapter 6, ways of announcement, don't forget, amen. Bible study Wednesday night, we're talking about overcoming fear, getting fear out of our life. God be for us, everybody else might as well be, (laughs) amen. We win. Amen. Amen. He created us, He formed us, He he redeemed us, and He's called us. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting with verse 1 through verse 12. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whether you go to possess it that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy sons' sons, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that you may increase mightily as the Lord God of, our fa- of thy fathers have promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be hidden in thine heart, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down. And when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thine house. And on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sworn to thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today, preserving the law in memory. Preserving the law in memory. Father, we love you again today. We're asking for your spirit and power, God, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove. Stay with us. Give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us understanding, God, of thy word today, that when we leave this place, God, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increase in and the knowledge of God strengthened with might and long-suffering and patience in the inner man. We thank you today for your presence that we feel in this place, God. We thank you that your word is ever promising, that we're two or three are gathered together in your name, that there you are in the midst of us, and that you will send us help from the sanctuary. You will strengthen us out of Zion. Oh, God, I thank you. For your promises are always yea and amen. And I thank you for your people. Give us the ears to hear and a heart to receive your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Preserving the law in mis- memory. Not misery, but memory. <laughs> the word Deuteronomy arrives from two Greek words. Amen. Uh, Deuteros, which means second, and nomos, which means law. Deuteronomy is the given of the second time, given the second time, the law, to the children of Israel because the first generation had died off in the wilderness. And so Moses felt it was important to present to the new generation before they went into the land of promises, the law of God, so that they would have a clear understanding of what God had desired from the beginning and what God wanted them to know. God's law does not change. Amen. The Lord tell us in Malachi, Amen 3, 6, I am the Lord, I change not. God does not change. The law does not change. Amen. God gives us new commandments. God builds new covenants, but the law does not change. Jesus says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. And so Moses felt here now, as the Book of Deuteronomy is a book of remembrance when we studied the book of, of the Word of God and we studied the Bible, what we find more important than anything is that a lot of battles take place and we wonder sometimes and people have the tendency sometimes to wonder why God allows certain things to happen. Well the Bible tell us that the things was written afore was written for our example that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might Find hope. It is also written to give us am- am- admonition so that we don't do the same thing. Amen. What we find in a lot of the battles that you see taking place, amen, when Israel starts doing wrong. Amen. God eventually takes His hand off of them because of their continual disobedience. And that's how God is. Any loving father is like that. They will keep telling you, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And pretty soon, if you're like my dad was, they would always tell me, him and his mom, every time I'd do wrong, they would say, don't do that. And my mom used to say, you keep doing it. When I get you, I'm going to get you for everything you've done. It's like she was keeping a, a record book, you know. And so, and when she got me, believe me, she got me. You know, I, I mean, oh, I won't even go into detail, <laughs> but the the correction was more sterner than if she had spanked me the first time. Well, that's how it is with Israel. God was constantly giving them warning over and over and over. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And so finally, because they would not listen, God allowed things to happen to them that they should have never had to go through. Amen. And so this is what the book of Deuteronomy is all about. It is a book of remembrance. And and Moses is trying to relate to them and show them, amen, what had transpired and what they needed to do to make sure it didn't happen again the way it happened to their forefathers. So he stressed to them how God dealt with them and their past. He tells them how God brought them out, how God delivered them, how God fed them, how God protected them. Amen. And He wanted them to understand, amen, that their past did not have to be that way. It could have been a clear shot straight to the promised land. But because of their disobedience, they found themselves in the wilderness. He wanted them to understand and He scratched the importance to them that when they came into the promised land, land. That God swore to their fathers Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob that they needed to be a separate people. They need to be obedient to the divine commands of God. Amen. He wanted them to understand you are separate people. You are God's chosen people. And it's the same way with the church. When God calls us out of the world, He expects us to separate ourselves unto Him and to be separate and to live by a different set of laws and principles than the people and the world. Amen. He expects us to live according to the rules that He has laid down for you and I to live by. Amen. Because we are His chosen. We are His people. And He wanted them to understand. Moses wanted them to understand and so He stresses to them that the blessings of God flows through obedience and not disobedience. And that curses come upon disobedience to the Word of God. That's why Deuteronomy 28, he lists all the blessings that will flow. You'll be the head. You won't be the tail. You'll be blessed in every way as long as you're obedient to the Word of God. But if you're disobedient to the word of God, he lets them know that curses is going to flow. And this is why you read about all these battles and all this captivity and all how Israel has been slaughtered. Amen. In the word of God is a type and shadow to show you and I that disobedience is going to bring destruction from the hand of God. So the book of Deuteronomy, Moses, is a book of remembrance, amen. He wanted them to remember what God said. And so he's stressing that point. Amen. He wanted them to understand what happened to their forefathers and why they went through what they went through. He wanted them to remember that God gave them the law. Amen. How to deal with their sins. He wanted them to understand God's covenant that He had made with them. He wanted them to understand their past slavery. And how God had brought them out. How God had delivered them. He wanted them to understand the divine leadership and supply. That they had God as their leader. That God was leading them all along. When they was hungry, He gave them manna. When they was thirsty, He gave them water. Their clothes didn't wear out. Nothing was going wrong. Amen. God was there. That's why we have divine leadership. Amen. As this church vision is, that we might have divine leadership and spiritual growth for all. That we will allow God to lead us. Uh, amen. As Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. I want God to lead this church, not me. I want to follow after Him. I want His directions. I want His wisdom. I want His knowledge, His understanding for you. Amen. And so that's why we're following the things and the principles and the Word of God. Amen. He wanted them to understand about their past sins and, and their lives and divine judgment. And He wanted them to understand about the ancients of days. He wanted them to understand how God chose Abraham. He wanted them to understand how He chose Isaac. He wanted them to understand how He chose Jacob. And all this understanding, He wanted them to understand that God was faithful. That God was always there for them. That God was always their divine protector. That God had reached down and chosen them. He wanted them to ask. Just go back and look. Just go back and think about it. Amen. How God was always there for you is what he wanted them to understand. And then in today's chapter, the sixth chapter, he starts out to remind them again of the greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He wanted them to understand this. And the never remembers. He wanted them to remember the importance of God's Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He wanted them to understand that great commandment. Amen. That they must love God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, and with all their strength. Amen. He wanted them to remember it is the riches of the divine supply and the danger of forgetting God. He told them, he says, when you come into the land that was sworn to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you've got goodly cities that you did not build, and you've got houses filled and full of good things which you did not fill. And that you got wells dug that you did not dig. And you got vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. He's listing all the divine supply of what God was going to provide to them. He says you make sure when it gets so good. Don't you forget God. Which brought you out of your captivity. God that brought you out of your bondage. He says don't you forget it. As the blessings will flow Through the obedience. And so he thrusts of this book. And he gives them warnings. And he tells them. You need to hide this word in your heart. How do we hide the Word of God in our heart? We memorize it. Uh, we study it. Uh, we pray over it. Amen. We get this Word deep down inside of us. Uh, we exercise deep uh, affections and, and services towards the things upon the Word of God. Because the thing that I love the most uh, is where I will meditate my time. I will ponder. I will think on that which I the most. Uh, when a man's sister Parker was dating, amen, and I loved her. Even though we were far away, I found myself pondering on her a lot, amen, and thinking about her and thinking about that day. That's where my heart was. That's where my love was. And that's what God is trying to get us to see and what Moses is trying to get us to see in His Word. If I if I love the Word of God, that's where I'm going to spend my time focused and on the word of God. David says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that shall bring forth fruit in His season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever He doeth shall prosper. Amen. We've got to get this Word deep down in our hearts. We've got to memorize the Word of God, because it's through the Word of God that obedience flow, and it's through the Word of God that blessings flow. Paul says in Philippians 3, 1, Finally, my brethren... Rejoice in the Lord, to write to you the same thing to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Notice, to write the same thing to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. He says, so if I tell you over and over and over again. For me, it's not grievous. It's safe for you. Amen. And that's important to you and I because in the church, we need to hear it over and over and over again sometimes it's necessary to write and to say the same thing over and over again because that way people soon will get an understanding. Pretty soon the truth will begin to set in. That's why it's hard to go to church and not hear some of the same stuff over and over again. Because if we don't hear it over and over again, we can allow disobedience to set in. That's why the military train you. They tell you. They tell you what they told you and they tell you again. They repeat it over and over and over and over again because they want you to get it. It's not grievous to tell you to, to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. It is not grievous to let you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It is not grievous to preach, hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It's not grievous, A man to talk about the goodness of Almighty God on a continual basis. It's not grievous to live a holy and separated life unto the Lord. It's not grievous to appear from all appearance, abstain from all appearance of evil. It's not grievous to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increase it in the knowledge of God. It is not grievous to tell you that sin cannot enter there. It's not grievous to tell you to read your Bible, to have devotions in your home. It is not grievous amen, to pray and stand and pray with your hands lifted in the sanctuary. It's not grievous uh, to tell you you got to be born again of the water and the spirit. And the list could go on and on and on. And Paul says for me to tell you this is not grievous is for your safety amen and that's what Moses is saying he's telling them again the law over and over again Paul says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things there are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. so it's not grievous to tell you it over and over again. amen, that's why when you read the Word of God, amen, you find the same things over and over again. If you have read a reading your Bible when you get to the book of Chronicles all it is is a repeat of what happened in Samuel and Kings He's repeating again so that you don't forget it. Amen. When you get to the Psalms, there's a constant repeat of what God had already said. That's all it is. That's why when you get to Peter, Peter tells you our beloved brother Paul and all his epistles speaking of things which are hard to be understood. But what is Paul telling us? That without God, you can't enter heaven. You need to separate yourself and live for God. Amen. So we've got to get this Word deep. Down inside of us. And so Moses told them. Thy word this day shall be hidden in your heart. And you shall teach it. To your children. Amen. It's not the church's responsibility. To teach it to your children. It's your responsibility as a parent, amen. And you fathers, Ephesians 6, 4, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, amen. Instruct them in the knowledge of the divine things, setting good example for them, taking care to prevent their falling into bad company, praying with them and for them, bringing them to the house of God under the means of grace, public worship, all which under divine lessons will flow to them. You need to have your children in the house of God. Every opportunity, every occasion, teaching them the ways of the Lord. Teach your children. Train your children in the way they shall go. The Lord said of Abraham, I know him because he was commanding his children after me. Amen. And in my ways. Every born again believing parent should raise their children. They should question their children and show them the love of God and the ways of God and the word of God. And Moses is saying to the children of Israel, don't you forget God. And these words today, you had it in your heart and you teach it diligent to your children. Amen. I have no greater joy, John says, than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Amen. Every child of God shall know the truth as the truth will make them free. We should Stand on the Word of God. They should know what they believe and what God's Word says for them. He goes on and says, Talk about it when you're sitting in your house. I'm a firm believer. Homes are turned upside down because ain't nobody talking about God. They're talking about everything but God. Television is running the house. You only get one opportunity to make a of Last impression. When people come to your house, you should be ready to talk about God. You should never let them come in and get out without talking about God. I used to love when I have the the repairman to come to my house. That's right. They ain't getting out without talking about God. That's right. I may never get another opportunity to share that word, plant a seed. Don't know what's going to happen. You know, every opportunity, every opportunity. Amen. When somebody comes to your house, the mailman, if he, if he's talking to you on the front porch, living a package, the package man, you know, you should seize that opportunity. So when you're sitting in your house, talk about what God has done for today. You know. This is what you want to do. Amen. Notice what the Bible says in Acts two forty one and they that gladly received the word was baptized. Amen. And about 3,000 souls was added unto the church. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And fear came upon all them that believed. And many miracles was done by the apostles. And all that believed was together and they had all things common. Amen. And they continued from house to house, breaking bread that eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God. Amen. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So when you're sitting in your house, talk about God. Amen. Cornelius had his whole house to show up when he heard Peter was coming. Amen. And Peter walks in and Peter began to say, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he start talking about God. Amen. Right in the house. When Paul and Silas get out of jail. And the jailer take them to the house. What do they do? They start talking about God. When you're sitting in the house. Amen. You've got to talk about God. You can encourage one another. Your spouse could be going through some things. Your spouse could be having a bad day. Your children could be having a bad day. But if you start talking about God's goodness. You never know. What God will do. He says, when you walk by the way. Talk about God. Jesus had need to go through Samaria. It's by the way. They're just walking through the way. He's sitting on the well. And here comes a woman. The next thing you know, they're in a conversation. Amen. When you're by The way. Paul, when you read Acts 17, Amen. He's in Philippi. I mean, in Athens, excuse me. And he's he's walking about and he's observing what's going on. And all of a sudden he sees their statue to the unknown God. And he begins to tell them about that one true God that they ignorantly worship. See, you've got to talk about him when you're in the way. Amen. He says, You talk about it when you lie down. Tell a story to your children when they go to bed. When you and your spouse are laying in the bed at night, talk about the Lord. Tell them what God's done today. Tell them what God has shared with you. You know, I, I come across people all the time. You know, and I this is just me. You don't have to do this. But I go I go to people and I can tell, you know, a lot of times that they have some kind of religious upbringing and stuff and I just walk up and says tell me what the word of the Lord is today and they look at me like I don't know hmm you mean tell me you don't know what the word of the Lord is <laughs> what'd you read today you know what'd you study you know I'm not looking for some deep profound you know I just want to get an edge in so we can talk about the Lord. You know, and that's, that's my approach to people. You know, especially some of these people I see with these head things on their head and stuff, you know. I figure they're supposed to be Christians and so, and I just asked them, tell me what the word of the Lord is for today. You know, I seen the lady the other day, I said, tell me what the word of the Lord is. She was a different lady. I, I could tell she was from, uh, some kind of church, so I just asked her. And I, and I do that. Yeah. And sometimes I do that when the people is talking about the Lord. I say, tell me what the Lord says. You know? Talk about Him when you're in the way. You've got to be ready. You never know. You know, you never know. Because somebody's going to come up to you, you know, with an issue, with a problem, with something that they're going to pull on you. And you need to be ready to give an answer in love. You need to be able to talk about what God can do. You know, pray with the person. Amen. Share with them. Amen. Because when they start talking to you about their problem, situation, you should say, let's pray together. They may not even know how to pray. But you pray. See? You talk about it in the way. Amen. What God is doing for you. That testimony that Sister Sandy provided early. Sister Linda's provided. Your testimonies that you guys stand and talk about. Can't, nobody can refute that. See? That's talking about it in the way. Amen. Telling what God has done. Because you're going to edify and build up somebody. So he says, you talk about it when you lie down. You talk about it when you're in the way. You talk about it when you rise up. Amen. Get it into the daily devotion. Amen. Get into prayer. Get into the Word of God. Listen to my voice. Listen to God's voice. Amen. Praying for gifts of the Spirit. Praying for the fruits of the Spirit to be edified and build up uh, in you. Pray for the illumination of the light to be seen in your day-to-day walk. Amen. This is what Moses is trying to get them to understand. He says you get it in your heart. You get it in your mind. You talk about it when you're in the way. You teach it to your children. Amen. You lay down. You talk about it. You rise up. You talk about it. He says you bind it upon your hands and as frontlets before your eyes. In other words, philanthropy, he says you put it on. You get this thing on you. Amen. Amen. Clothe yourself. Robe yourself in the Word of God. Amen. Let your loins be girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteous and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace uh, and take the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. He said, get it on you. Put it all around you because as you're memorizing the Word of God, as you're hiding the Word of God inside of you, you're going to see. It's going to clothe you. It's going to protect you. It's going to take care of you. And you won't forget God. Amen. And the more you study, the more you do it, you won't forget God. I'm here to tell you, He'll be with you. You know He's right there with you every step of the way that you live. Amen. Everywhere that you go, you don't have to fear because you know that God is with you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. You've got to preserve the law of God in memory. Hey, O Israel, the Lord our God. And you must love him with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Hide this word in your heart. As he told Joshua, Joshua 1 verse 7, there shall not a man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. He says be strong and very courageous. Have all kinds of courage in your life. Amen. Physical courage. Mental courage. Amen be strong. And it comes from the Word. It comes from hiding this stuff in you. He's given you exceeding promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I will always be with you. We've got to get to that point where we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not lean to our own understanding. Just because God is not working on my timeline does not mean He has forgotten me. That's because He's not showing up when I want Him. He has not forgotten. Not me. He says you need to be strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant command thee. Therefore, n- be, uh, Amen. turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper whithersoever thou goest. Uh, and this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shall meditate therein day and night. Amen. When you get up, talk about it. When you lay down, talk about it it thou, that thou must observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success have not I commanded thee be strong and of a good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed, for the word thy God is with thee whether you go God says if you had my word in you if you put it on you if you talk about it when you get up if you talk about it when you lay Now you will realize I'm with you everywhere you go. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. You will have the protection. You will have the strength. You will have the shield. You will have the buckler. Everything that you have need of, you will find out. It is right there with you and you will never forget God. Fanny Crosby wrote this song, Tell Me the Story of Jesus. Right on my heart, Every word, Tell me the story so precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sing as they welcome his birth. Glory to God in the highest peace and good tidings on earth. Tell me about Jesus. Tell somebody about the Lord. Tell somebody about His goodness. Tell somebody what God has done for you. Tell somebody how He brought you out of the mire clay, David said. And how He set my feet on a rock and established my goings. Tell, amen, somebody what the Lord has done for you. You ought to tell somebody how the Lord brought you out. You ought to tell somebody how He set you free. You should ought to tell somebody what you was going through and where you were. Amen. When he reached down and he pulled you out and he established your going. Tell somebody that the Lord is your light and your salvation. He's the strength of your life. Tell somebody that God is your refuge and your strength. He's a very present help in the times of trouble. Tell somebody that you can't get away from God. He's as close as the mention of his name. Tell somebody that the Lord, the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. Make it wise, the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and right in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and they're righteous altogether. There They're more to be desired than gold than much Goes sweeter than the honey that's inside of the honeycomb. Tell somebody about Jesus and you won't forget Jesus. Praise God. Amen. We talk about preserving the law in memory. Amen. I can remember in 1971 when I got to Germany and I wanted to drive and the first thing they told me They says, you've got to remember the stop signs. They says, if you can remember the stop signs, you can pass the test. They said the toughest thing on the test for everybody, Americans, is the stop signs. Because the signs are different than here in America. They don't look nothing like them. Stop signs triangle upside down. You know, street cars coming. Who's got the right of way? Man, I never seen a street car in my life. I know who's got the right of way, but they got signs. How to, the street cars they had signs. If Papa Son, I meant, uh, Conrad's with his horse. Did he have the right of way? You know, all these different signs, hundred signs, Sue, sister Sue, and you had to memorize. All of them because you didn't know which one was going to be on the test. So they says if you can memorize the signs, you can pass the test. So where was all my focus? On the signs. When I got to Japan, it was the same thing. Memorize the signs. Amen. And you can pass the test. Most of us in America memorize the signs. (laughs) You pass the test. Amen. And this is what God is trying to get us to see with the law. If you don't forget the signs, you can pass the test. Amen. What He is telling us in His Word, if we memorize it, we can pass the test. Amen. We can enter in. This is what Peter says. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue knowledge. To knowledge temperance. To temperance patience. To patience godliness. To godliness brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness charity. If these things be in you and abound, they will make that you should be not barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that has forgotten these things is blind and cannot see afar off. has forgotten he was purged from his old sins. He said, Wherefore the weather, brethren? Make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never fall but sow an entrance uh, into the grace uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, You've got to remember the signs. Uh, Jesus says, If you can tell the signs that it's going to be a storm, He says you should be able to look uh, and see the end time is coming. We need to be able to determine that the signs of the times that's going upon us. We need to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Amen. You've got to not forget God. Amen. You've got to talk about His goodness. You've got to talk about His mercy. You've got to talk about His miracles. You've got to talk about His marvelous works. That's why the Psalms says, Oh God, you have searched me and you know me. You know my downset and You know my uprising. You understand my thought are far off. Amen. Yet. He goes on and says God you have compassed my path and my lying down and Lord there is not a word in my tongue. Oh Lord you know it all together. Amen. You have set your hand upon me where you have set me behind and you've set me before. Where shall I go from your presence? Where shall I flee from your spirit? If I ascend to heaven you're there. If I make my bed in the depths of hell behold you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the see. Even there your hand shall guide me and your right hand shall uphold me. We've got to talk about God. We've got to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell of his joy since he came. I'm going to tell of his power every day and every hour. I'm going to lift up that wonderful name. I've got to tell somebody about the woman with the issue of blood. How when she touched the hem of his garment she was made whole I've got to tell somebody how he opened the blinded eyes unstopped the deaf ears made the lame walk turned the water into wine fed the multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread I've got to tell somebody how he brought Daniel out the lion's den how he delivered Shadrach Meshach and Abednego from the Furny Fire Furnace I've got to tell how he opened the Red Sea and called the children of Israel to walk through on dry ground. I gotta tell somebody that he died for my sins, that he was buried, but he rose again the third day, and he ascended up on heaven and he led captivity captive. I gotta tell somebody so I don't forget about God. Hallelujah. Praise God. To repeat the same things is not grievous. It for your safety. Praise God. Jude says, Amen. The servant of the Lord, the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God and the Father preserved in Jesus Christ and call mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, verse three, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, It was needful for me to write unto you. And to exalt you, that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints of God. He says, hey, I want you to understand why I'm writing to you. He said, this thing of salvation was given one time, amen, on the day of Pentecost. And you need to understand that you need to earnestly contend for the faith, amen, in Jesus Christ. i got to tell somebody about God. It's not grievous for me, Amen. To repeat the same thing. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither adulterers, nor epheminists, nor funiscators, nor them that abuses themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor drunkards shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been sanctified, but you've been justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. The unrighteous shall not go to heaven. It's not grievous to say that is for safety so people can make corrections, make adjustments to their lives. Don't forget God. Let me give you a few ways, signs you may be forgetting God. Number one, little or no prayer and fasting in your life. Little or no prayer and fasting in your life is an indicator you may be forgetting God. Number two, little or no reading and studying your Bible. Little or no reading or studying your Bible is a sign you may be forgetting God. Number three, no tithing is a sign you may be forgetting God. Number four, you know more about the things of the world than the things in the Bible. You know more about the things of the world than the things in the Bible or signs you may be forgetting God. Number five, you are willing to sacrifice church for other things. You are willing to sacrifice church for other things, signs you may be forgetting God. Number six, your family doesn't know what you believe and stand for. Your family doesn't know what you believe and stand for is signs you may be forgetting God. Number seven, you are doing nothing to contribute to the work of the Lord. You are doing nothing to contribute to the work of the Lord. Number eight, your appearance doesn't matter anymore. You don't reflect holiness unto the Lord. Your appearance doesn't matter anymore. You don't reflect holiness unto the Lord. Number nine. You now complain more about what's going on in the world than praying for it. You now complain more about what's going on in the world than praying for it. As an indicator, you may be forgetting God. Number ten. You are afraid of what others may think of you, and you are afraid of failure. You are afraid of what others may think of you, and you are afraid of failure. Number ten. Number eleven. Your candle is going out. What am I talking about? People can't tell if you are a child of God or a child of the devil. Number twelve. A lack of spiritual fruit and gifts in your life. A lack of spiritual fruits and spiritual gifts in your life is signs you may be forgetting God. And Moses admonished the children of Israel. These words which I command you this day must be hidden in your heart. And you must talk of him when you're in your house. You're sitting in your house. Talk about him when you're in the way. Talk about him when you lie down. Talk about him when you rise up. Find them as signs upon your hands and frontlets between your eyes. Write them on your gateposts and on your door And when you come into the land... That God has sworn to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you've got goodly cities. Amen. That you didn't build. And houses filled with good, all good things. Notice it says houses filled with all good things. That you did not build. And wells dug that you did not dig. Olive trees and vineyards that you did not plant. And you eat. And you get full He says, you be careful. You take heed, you take warning that whatever you do, don't you forget God. And that's the key. We can't forget God. Amen. you got to hide this thing in your heart. Because if you forget God, what else do you have? You have nothing. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. But in Him we live, we move, we have our beings. Amen. And we can be successful in all that we do. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Do you want to make a new commitment to the Lord this morning? Praise God. I'm asking us today that let's make a new commitment to the Lord today that we will do everything in our power that we will not forget the Lord. Amen. No matter how good it gets, no matter how many millions we may inherit, no matter how good a job we get, no matter what we do in success in life, that we will purpose in our hearts that we will not Forget God, Amen. That we will live for Him all the days of our life; that we will serve Him and commit ourselves to Him, Amen. So that everyone, our families, our loved ones, our our brothers, our sisters, Amen, would know that we are a child of the Most High God, and all that we do, Amen. So let's come make a new commitment for a few moments today, here today, if you would, if you if you want to come to the altar.